Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady called Chris Cook. A bit about yourself and what you've been up to because we had had a podcast together before and now you've come back and I feel like things are just so new. If it's not the COVID, if it's not the economy, if it's not the war, (laughs) things are always happening and especially within single motherhood as well. So please tell the audience a bit about yourself again, <laughs> for the people that can't remember the first time around. Tell the audience about yourself and what you've been up to. Hi Khalifa, I'm so, so happy and honored to be here. You are one of my connection from 2020 coming up of this space that I really cherish and love. And I hope we'll meet uh, in person someday. I have it on my vision board and we're gonna, we're gonna make it happen. Um, so a little bit to myself, I am, uh, born in Romania, moved to Switzerland when I was 18, all alone. I had just a bag of stuff to study social work and I stayed here since then. So half of my life, more than half of my life I've been in Switzerland. The last 20 years I've worked as a social worker in all various areas of social work. I have a master's degree in mental health services. And I'm a widowed mom. I lost my partner 10 years ago to cancer after a very short and and, uh, traumatizing cancer journey of a few weeks. Our kids were really small. My son was one year old. My daughter was three and a half. And it, um, I, I tried for a few years afterwards to just survive and kind of do alone what we used to do together. And I had a burnout. I had a burnout after five years where it took five years and and I felt like I've give it all and still the mountain was so big uh, that I will not have the energy to climb it. I cannot. So it was that was the big crisis of of like after he passed, which was already traumatizing. But somehow everyone said, oh, you're young, you're going to find someone and um kind of like kept going until I felt like, oh, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel anymore. So it's just too much and um, life adds up and doesn't give me any break. And like how, and this was for Corona, no? So like how much longer? And it was then when I really had to do like a choice for me and say, well, um, how can I make this journey? I um, a, a good, a good parenting journey as a single parent. I, uh, dating was not very successful for me. Um, and 
I kind of did not want the childhood of my kids to be just marked by this huge loss. And still for a long time, I did not know how to make it a, a happy, thriving childhood with just a single mom. And I remember we talked about this because I was drawn to your happy single mom podcast. I'm like, what, how, how do you make it um, as a single parent? Um, how, how do you thrive as a single parent? So um, that was my journey that started after my burnout was like, well, um, I, it looks like this is reality. I'm going to be the sole parent for my kids childhood. Um, well, how do I make it? How do I, and that is when I said, you know, I have to do the work for two. So how do I live for two and yeah. how can I also enjoy for two and, and, yeah. uh, Yes. Well, that's, that's amazing. And, and your story still touches me till today because oftentimes when we think about single motherhood, you think about like circumstances like my one where you were in a relationship and then you broke up, but you actually had a wonderful love story. You were in a committed relationship and sadly cancer um, came along and then you were you found yourself in a state of single motherhood. And um, the last time on our podcast, you touched upon the fact that you were in burnout and um i find that like especially with a lot of single moms i'm speaking to in right now people are actually living in burnout but they can't identify what burnout is yes. and you said that in the in the podcast in the podcast i remember you saying that you hit rock bottom you're like i cannot go further now how did you overcome it for people that they haven't listened to the, that, the other podcast that we did and um where did how how did you manage to see the light at the end of the tunnel so looking back i would so even also for me because i worked with parents especially moms with the burnout prevention and recovery uh before i pivoted later um there are three before you burn out you burn on so that's just just to help your audience or like because uh, i know you have really an amazing audience of single parents listening so one element that is you might you have to really be careful so if your day-to-day -day is so efficiently planned that nothing can happen you're at high risk for burnout so if every 10 minutes half hour hour is packed with something to do um and you have no space for puffers for breaks anything um, that you can unplanned coming in and so on so you're extremely efficient um, there is a book, it's actually called Burn On. So before you burn out, you burn on. This is the most efficient period of the time. You are running from 6 a.m. till 20, you know, till 10 in the evening, next day, next day, including weekends, mm -hmm. where you go on hikes with your kids on Sunday and you do the big events for your kids. So you have seven days a week, week after week. And this period of time can, depending on personal support and, and person it can go on for a few years but you will hit a wall because um you do not have puffers for recovery and you you are living under high cortisol you are non-stop stressed this is how managers get heart attacks at 40 i'm going to be 40 next week so this is yes <laughs> this is this is this is how it happens yeah. you being extremely efficient and planned out is one element you really need to be very careful uh, to, to not burn burn out. Yeah, but I do honestly think that 
it is a bit difficult as well because as a single mum I cannot pivot that plan I can't it has to be because I feel like with the with my scheduling if I change anything it's it kind of messes everything else up. So then how can you incorporate more flexibility and how can we as mums give ourselves more grace <laughs> for when the plan doesn't go the way we want it to go? So that's that's the element where, because we become so, so good at planning. That's why like of a really expertise that we have of planning really complex endeavors so they they can be you know related but we cannot we can plan but we cannot control mm -hmm. so that's the stress that comes from the moms now we can plan everything out but someone will say oh sorry i cannot come today or like oh sorry i something happened so we can plan but not control and then we get in the stress of trying to achieve this plan without being able to control everything that comes around it. We cannot control our kids, the health, global endeavors, jobs, so much we cannot control. So this is why when you feel that this is, that your life, that is, there is no space for unexpected and for you being sick and for you having a week off, then the first step is to audit your life. And that is what I do with my clients when they come um, I have a checklist of 50 tips of what you declutter from your to-do list. As a single mom, you cannot, um, I sometimes I say you do not have the same luxury as a, and I was happily married. Some things I cannot, I don't have the same luxury as then. So for example, I cannot cook in the same way because I just do not have a partner who will clean the kitchen while I say a good, I say a good night story. I cannot um, you know, uh, he can cook, I can cook. So you cannot cook in the same way as a single mom. You need to have a system that is more simplified. It has to be more simplified because you need your mental capacity for complex decisions that you take alone, that you used to take with partner or you never like for you. You have to have space for complex decisions. So you cannot cook like a married person. You have to simplify it. You cannot deal, for example, with a lot of small things like a married person. I used to, you know, the clothing of my kids. I used to sort them out, give them to neighbors, uh, give them to, you know, or like sell them on Facebook or whatever. It was nice. I do not have the luxury to sell a pair of pens of my kids for $15 on Facebook Marketplace because it takes me three hours to, you know, set up the things, talk to the people for 15 francs. This, I cannot, I will give this to Goodwill. So okay. right now I do not, I have to be very mindful with my time and with my mental space. So that's the first step. It's to audit what everything that you're doing and try to eliminate and delegate tasks. So you have the mental capacity for looking at your finances, for looking at your career, and for taking time of your, for your health. So these three elements, because you will always look for your kids. This is why I don't put them there because moms automatically look for their kids. They, like not moms. I mean, dads, we, we look, we love the kids. So I will not even put it on the list because I know we're like, oh, let's do birthdays, let's do stuff. That's like not even a question, but you need to have time for your finances overview, long-term especially. 
you need to have time for your health, checkups, prevention, sports, and so on. And you need to have time for your mental health. You cannot afford to be exhausted anymore. So like, let, let me give you an example. As a married mom, I could say, oh, this has been like, um, no, I, will, I will wake up all the nights because then my husband will wake up over the weekend or something. I cannot afford to be exhausted to the point that I was because there is nobody coming in to wake up. Wow. So I know that I at all times need to have a puffer of 20% of energy for something that can happen with the kids. Yeah. So that's the first point to audit and to see it like, what is your specific life circumstances? How we, how do we create 20 hours per month of free time? That's the first step. And the second one is what do you do with the time that you create? So, uh, and to invest in those things. Yeah. Brilliant. So just a quick question, because you've been a married mum and now you are a single mum. Do you find that when you were a married mum, how did you ever feel, would you feel harder on yourself? Like, do you feel like that you, you're harsh on yourself now as a single mum? You can perhaps yes. you as a single mum? Yes, why, I'm why much harsher that? now. I mean, I was much harsher before I had my burnout. Okay. Um, I mean, as a married mom in a good relationship, I can say to even to my young, young daughter, say, you know, I'm not good at this. I'm not very good at this. Can you ask your dad? Because he loves doing this. But as a single mom, I cannot like it was I could not say anything. It was like if I'm not good at something, nobody's going to do it. So it I came in such a pressure of becoming amazing at everything because yeah. there's nobody else to pick up. And I think we talked about this, how, you know, we try to be mom and dad. And this happens to the dads, too. I mean, it happens to being a sole parent with no support. You, you feel like, okay, I need to be amazing. I need to do, like, pancakes with the kids and also football and also theater and also mathematics and also travel and read stories and money and health and, like, I need to be like, you're like an oct you're like an octopus. <laughs> yes. But, and I mean, before in a loving relationship, you can say, you know, that's just not my strength. You know, like, can you ask this person? Cause they love to do it and what, and they're good at it. So you are not confronted with your limitation as much. I felt in a loving relationship, I was not confronted. And also my husband, we used to say, Oh, you know, let, let your mom sleep because she's so tired. So that my son was just born. He was a baby. So he's so small. And he would say, oh, let's let mommy sleep. She's tired and let's go out. I mean, there was nobody else afterwards to yeah. say, let, you know, and even for you, Khalifa, to say, let's, let's get Khalifa half and let's get mommy half a day mm. off, you know, nobody. So but you I'm, are. I'm grateful. I had, I had my, my parents were parents. supportive. Yeah. So I did I have a lot of, and I had good friends as well that sometimes they would yeah. just come and just sit with me. And I remember last time when we, we spoke, you yes. said that you need to have friends around you that yes. you can sit with and friends around you that they can come around to your house and your house is in a mess, for example. Yes. And there was yes. no, no judgment. So I think that ultimately single moms need to 
if you if you know that there isn't anyone there to assist you if you know that you're not gonna always want to call people to help you parent within your personality there were times when by when my son was much younger i hated going to the park but he loved going to the park he loved being outside so i would you know go to the park for for an hour <laughs> for example alternatively i'll take him to like a trampoline park whereby we're indoors and I can see him having the best time of his life, but I'm on my laptop and I've got a coffee, yes. you know? So there are things that we can do as single moms to try and find a balance. I think that that's the problem with, with, with parenting as well, is the fact that we think that we can do it all. When you look at historically, they didn't even do it. We all had our, they had their aunties, their uncles, we had a kin kind of parent, you know? That's why that, that terminology, it, it takes a village to raise a child. We were never really designed to do this thing called parenting alone. And if you are a single mom, that's why tribes and communities are so important. Even if it's just to have someone just to be like, oh my God, I wanna sell my son on eBay. You know, the amount of times I've said I want to sell my son on eBay and he's like, Mommy, eBay's too cheap. I want to be sold on Amazon. <laughs> he sounds awesome. Yes. Yeah. But I think this, yeah. what you touch upon is this, uh, it takes a village. It's such an important but also very layered thing, especially for expat moms like me. We don't have the people that we used to know from school, the aunties, the uncles, you're alone sometimes in a new country. So sometimes that village, uh, it means that you need to buy those services. So that's the part that, okay, it's not going to be your blood family. Um, you need to, to get some. Talking about pivoting, um, last time that we spoke, um, you were dealing with burnout and you were dealing with parenting within your personality. Now, could you tell us what um, you're doing now and how it can bless other single moms as well listening? So I noticed that a lot of burnout. So I was looking, you know, why is someone um, working themselves 14, 16 hours a day? And a lot of times... Uh, burnout occurs when you have challenges at home and at work. So as a single mom at home, sometimes this, this is the part that you cannot always like influence. You have maybe a kids with autism, with special needs. You have really young kids. You cannot control your kids. So they sleep through. So that's a lot of parts that you cannot control, but the work environment, if that work environment is also adding stress and not believing you and putting pressure on you then it's when it kind of like you cannot hold it for for long and you'll burn out burnout needs some symptoms are like you cannot sleep you have anxiety you know you you are a lot of bad headaches non-stop you cannot focus um you cannot think so and when it's like when it's uh when you are on the breakdown you're like exhausted you're really like burned out means it's like like a zombie state, you're like, like, I can't. And then the brain is like, I cannot process this conversation with you. I could not hold this mm. conversation. It's too complex. I cannot process it anymore. It's like uh, a shutdown. So I've noticed that a lot of the parents that were staying in honestly shitty work environments, that they were that were piling up stress and not believing the moms when they were saying, um, it's not an excuse to say the child care opens at nine o'clock and I cannot be 
at work before 9.30. This is not an excuse. This is an explanation. It's not me uh, trying to excuse a behavior. It's an explanation. We have daycare is open this to this. This is how I can work. And so a lot of moms are faced with a lot of uh, additional challenges with work environments that do not accommodate inflexibility, that expect flexibility from them, but do not give flexibility back. They expect moms to, oh, can you work until late? Can you take this phone call? Can you work on a Saturday? Just this email, blah, blah, blah. But if a mom says, well, I need to go with my kid to the doctor or my kid is sick or whatever happens, you do not have the same loyalty and flexibility back. And, and I noticed that a lot of moms stay in, in, in this kind of environment because of the finances. And um, <clears throat> I realized that one of the best ways to, to make it a more stable financial situation is to have an additional income and to have it to be yours. So to have your offer, um, your side business, I don't like the word, the word hustle so much. This comes okay. more from like 20 year old, uh, I don't know, cryptocurrency bros in Zurich yeah. that they like to hustle. I mean, I hustle when I clean my kitchen. I know <laughs> unpaid, <laughs> but, but I think that's the, one of the best investments that you can make is to have your own, um, income stream that is detached from your uh, employer because and we've seen this through the pandemic additionally so much so many layoffs with no regard to performance or loyalty um, so many moms have lost have left the work first just because they had to deal with the family so they chose to leave second of all they do not get back in the workplace uh, workforce as quickly as men so there are some data to this unfortunately that shows that yeah, and yeah. so i feel no matter how much loyalty you have to your employer and how much performance you get and certifications um the best investment is to would have an own uh your own offer your own business uh, your own side stream and this is why I've pivoted in offering, uh, you know, business startup and career mentoring for single moms to support them in this financial part, especially when you have to do it on a tight energy budget. So you do not, cannot start a business like, like, you know, I don't know, Steve Jobs in who works for 60 hours a day in a garage. You already have your kid, you have your work. So you have to be very guided and mindful what can i do if i only have one hour of energy left how can i invest that to make some income and compound it so in two three years i have a side income that is mine detached local from the local offer or my employer so that's where i am today and it's working really well i i love seeing the results mm -hmm. of of um moms having an offer and making money and it is very, even more fulfilling. I loved burnout prevention and recovery too. I had so many clients on my first, on the first uh, free call that were crying or were coming late or were missing the free call because something happened. So, so many, so many, they were like, you know, 
uh, exhausted. So I, I love that work too, but I felt it did not solve the root cause. And I feel giving more money or showing how to make money in a safe way. So I'm not a cryptocurrency person. I cannot <laughs> promise, you know, $1 million in six months. But I know for sure that if you set up the system and you do small, small steps, everyone can have a side business, especially at midlife, like we are, you have expertise, you have a brilliant offer. I'm sure with anyone I can work, I can create a brilliant offer um, that your workplace does not highlight. So yeah. Yeah. yes, that, that's where I am. That's brilliant because I do think that like right now, especially and I, even with on my on my platform, I've been pushing a lot of financial literacy for single mums because I found that a lot of single mums have said that look, they want an additional income stream. But I I I've always said like what what you've touched upon that we all have something that we can sell. We all have something that we we know that someone else will benefit from. The same way I I'm a strong believer. I feel like every mum should podcast because. There's something that you were doing as a parent that I might not even know. Like even down to when my son had colic when he was a baby, I had yes. so many different women saying, oh, do this or do that or do this or do that. Yes. You know, so whilst you're parenting, whilst we're growing, as as women, we all have different, different ways of doing things. Now, I have found that it's all, always a mindset thing, especially with single mums. That that okay. Look, I've been living from pay, paycheck to paycheck to paycheck for so long. How can I change? I would love to have a side hustle. I would love to have some time. But like you touched upon the burnout, how do you change? So the question is, how do you change a single mum's mindset from paycheck to paycheck to actually know you need to invest in yourself so you can kind of create generational wealth for your children so instead of surviving thriving so first of all that's a huge pressure to put on those single moms who are right now living so you know living paycheck to paycheck to creating generational wealth mm -hmm. is again such a huge almost yeah. like it's crushing almost mm -hmm. um so i would say let's start let's start small and say, first of all, if you are there, change your social audio. So change what you hear around yourself. That's the first step and it's free. So if you are stuck in traffic, right, listen to podcasts like your podcast. That's the first free resources. resource. Listen to a lot of different voices. This is free. Um, whenever you're in traffic, wherever you wait somewhere, wherever you do the laundry, Whatever you do stuff that you cannot delegate yet, elevate your inner voice. So this is, this is like education. This is like education. And that's the first step to do. Um, the second step, I feel that if you um, elevate your inner voice and you see that it's the confidence part, the confidence part is so hard for single moms because you have to do so many so many different things alone where you are not an expert at you will see um a lot of evidence of things that you are not an expert and then you feel uh well i'm not smart enough i'm not good enough look you know i'm not good here i'm not good here and so on but what you don't see is that you are an amazing um i would say pilot of a complex situation you're like a sea of a, like a huge complex construct 
So the second step would be looking for evidence of all the things that you do right. That's the second. It's also free. It's building up your portfolio or skills and looking for all the things that you did right. All the conversations that were right. All the things that your kid loves doing with you. All the um, things that you loved doing and you look back and like, wow, we did that. So the second step is to building a, a portfolio of evidence-based confidence, I call it. So look at all the things that you did right looking back to your journey. And then the third step is to start saying, for example, there are two offers that almost everyone, especially at midlife, can do as a mom. One is something, teaching something. I can almost, like 99% of moms can teach something. We teach our kids all day or something. So find something that you love teaching. And that would be like, can be like the first offer. When I started my online coaching, I was a teacher, but then um, when I quit my teaching job, it was 2020 in the summer, I said, I cannot do this. Like I cannot teach and have my kids at home as one person I, I need. So then I just, um, I had, how you say, Swiss German, I was teaching Swiss German as a, um, to my insurance guy, for example, he was my first client after I quit my job. Uh, so every mom can teach something. That is one of the first offer that you can have and do not price it very cheap. That's, that's a fourth thing. Wow. Cheap prices is because you are so mindful of your finances. You feel like, well, if I price it cheap, then more people would buy it. Um, but you know yourself that when you price something a bit higher, you take more care of that thing. And we are not talking now about, I don't know, Balenciaga bags or whatever. We are talking about valuable things like a vacation, like toys we bought for our kids, like big time and money investments that we did. We paid attention and we, we were invested. So it's the same when you have an offer, do not price it cheap. Um, because when you price it right, I mean, that it covers your costs. Um, you search for the people who can pay that and you will create other work. For example, when you, you, you create a line of, um, by hiring, for example, housework, by hiring someone to help you in the house. So you pricing your offer right creates workplaces work and for, others. for others. So price it right. Yes. And this is also, this comes from social work to overcome your mental construct of what is available to you. Wow. So if I say to you, you know, Khalifa, you can uh, have an offer of, I don't know, 6,000 pounds for helping someone set up a successful podcast, which is not the expensive offer. But if I tell you this, you're like, what for? How? No, it's, and you need support to come to the realization. Why is this of such a high value for someone to have it? to be able to monetize it, how much time you're saving someone if they're working with you, all these years that you did, hours and hours that you did in building a community podcast, you know, collaborating, learning. This is like a master's in podcast. And so someone who works with you is working with the master in podcasting. Mm -hmm. Can you call yourself that? Like you say, like I'm qualified and I'm a, I have a, I'm highly expertise in podcasting. 
Yes, a lot of you. I, I, I'm a strong believer in that. <laughs> the amount of mistakes you make, you can educate other people. You know, so I, I, I am a master because my yes. mistakes have, they have refined me. <laughs> yes. And I'm still learning. I'm ever learning. But yeah, I think that we all have things that we can teach other people and we can monetize and even dance i find it so funny as well when people say oh um who, like the some celebrities they will say oh this celebrity has no talent you know but then you're still speaking about this celebrity for example because they have tapped into marketing that negative negative press is still press so if someone that has no talent can still make mm -hmm. money and can still sell themselves so can you and I find alongside what, what you said about the confidence thing is, is the most yeah. important aspect because we are so afraid but if you are a single mom you have done the bravest thing ever by going it alone or if you've become a single mom raising these kids by yourself is the most badass thing you would ever have to to do so if you're brave enough to wake up every morning and still say okay i'm gonna go at it again and i'm gonna go at it again then you can make the decision to say do you know what there's a recession that's gonna hit or the recession that we're already in and i'm yeah, not yeah. gonna let this recession affect me i'm gonna actually double my income i'm gonna actually make loads of connections and i'm gonna actually market myself Someone said something to me today, which is so funny, and I, I feel like it's relevant with everything you've said. Um, they said that McDonald's are constantly selling you what they are selling. Every oh, yeah. single oh, advert. Yes. But we know what they are selling. We know they're selling burger and fries, but they will never let you forget. So you Thank need you, to man. become yes. so resilient Absolutely. in your why or your, your, um, your business or whatever it is that you want to do and say, do you know what? I'm going to carry on saying this is, this is, I am Khalifa and I'm a podcast ex expert, you know, yes. I'm Khalifa and I'm a podcast. So you have to push yes. that out there and be unapologetic about your, your dreams. Even KFC, everyone knows KFC. He used to go around knocking on people's doors yes. saying, try yes. my chicken. And he didn't become successful until yes. he was 80. <laughs> so come on we we can do this you know if, if that's what it is if that's what you want to do but i think ultimately having an additional income if it it's a parachute because anything oh, can happen and we do need parachutes in life so no one's saying that you have to become this young crypto side hustle grind 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 till you die kind of person but have an emergency fund have a, a, some savings have something there that you know your kids can fall back on like the amount of times when i speak to mums and i'm like okay have you sorted out your life insurance no i don't i don't have life insurance and i'm like these things are important especially yeah. as single mums even if you're not focused on the generational wealth aspect of it but knowing that my parents planned if anything ever happened is such a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah that's awesome so where can people find you on social media where can they book you for your coaching sessions so i'm still on instagram at elitecoaching.ch because i feel that parents especially single parents are like elite athletes they need elite coaching they need consulting and coaching to achieve their goals so on instagram elitecoaching.ch this is from switzerland 
or a Facebook group, Thriving Working Parents. I go live there. I share all the tips that I have. Sometimes my clients go live with me. And if they want to do a testimonial, you can hear someone talking about how they worked with me. Um, these are the biggest two. And um, you can, I offer to everyone a small, I used to have one hour free call. Now it's 30 minutes because I'm a bit more booked. <laughs> but 30 minutes of a consult. How's your idea? What are the next steps that you can make, uh, take? And feel free to use that free resource. Yeah, brilliant. I just want to say thank you so much for taking out the time and coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. Your story is amazing. And yeah, the fact that you are reaching back into the community to help moms maximize their their um, their strength and kind of create another stream of income is amazing. So you've seen that there's a gap in the market and you're filling it. So thank you so much. It's I'm so happy to be here and we'll keep in touch and see how, how we are 2023. I yes. can't wait. It's going to be amazing. I, I can feel it. I feel like we're going to use this recession to, to build, um, and Warren Buffett actually said, he said that he, he, he loves recessions because, um, that's when he's made his most money. So yeah. So let's just use this to, to our benefit, yes. use our knowledge and yeah, create power. Yes. yes. So thank you so much and have a thank lovely you.